time of the day, and welcome to another episode of And When I Say I Mean, I am your co-host, Adrian. And I am your co-host, Austin. Welcome. Yes, welcome. So, I heard the other day that our podcast is misnamed. Who said that? Well, <laughs> so, <laughs> I was talking to Kristen and Ryan and Willie, and Kristen Do you said, listen to our podcast? Kristen does now. Oh, welcome. And, and um, she was saying, your name shouldn't really be, and when I say I mean, because you guys don't say that that much. What it really should be is, if you're not familiar with. Do we say that a lot? I think so. Or like when, when I blame Zach for that. He told me that I'm not, I say, allude to things and just, just feel like everyone's with me, and that's not always true. So I blame Zach. Well... I thought it was pretty funny, so. And we do say it quite a bit, I would bet. That's probably true. I've been trying to say it more often. Not if you're not familiar with. You're trying to say it and when I say I mean more often? Yeah. I kind of like that name. It's not a bad name for a podcast. (laughs) No. Though it does make us sound uh, more pretentious Maybe it's accurately. Then I want. <laughs> right, right. It's um, also not that we're not. It's just a perception thing. Right. Also, as I'm observing your attire, you're still wearing a winter coat and a hoodie. It is still cold here. Um, yeah, I, nothing has changed. It's not cold outside. For those of you who may be con- concerned. Well, no, but. I mean, I'm not outside. That's fair. I, but not everybody realizes that. I don't know. Maybe they do. We don't record from the wide open. Yeah, no. Um, but, as I was going through this week, well, last weekend I wasn't doing much. Um, and I ended up sitting on the couch watching sports, which I know is something that I've said I've never done in my life, or I don't do. Uh, but that's what I was doing this weekend. Um, and not just any sports. I was watching the World Cup. Woo-hoo! Uh, so for those of you who aren't familiar... There you go. The, <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup is a uh, quadrannual event. Is that is that a word? I don't know if that's a word. It's something that happens every four years, um, and it is the whole world getting together to play football. And when I say the whole world, I mean whoever qualifies. And when you say football, um, you mean soccer. Yes. So, this year it did not include the U.S. because I don't want to talk the about U.S. It. is bad. Um, no. <laughs> at soccer. The, uh, the U.S. is bad. Tell me that's not true. But, like, you you should win the games that they had. Like, how do you lose to Trinidad and Tobago? You're bad. We're better than Trinidad and Tobago. We're better Apparently than... Apparently not. We're better than some of the teams that made the tournament. We're better than Saudi Arabia. Have we ever played Saudi Arabia? No, but have you seen our FIFA ranking? It's terrible. No. We're better than Russia. Now, I understand that they get a free bid. I don't think the U.S. would have made the semifinals. 
Well, Russia shouldn't have made the semifinals. <laughs> but they did. It's garbage. And guess who didn't? Big ol' U.S. of A. Okay. No, I shouldn't defend Russia too hardly. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody already knows that you're... Shh. <laughs> that is a secret. Okay. Okay. But anyway, where I was going with that, I'm watching the World Cup... And this is not where I was going with it, but it's just something I was going to say. Yeah. I have never enjoyed watching soccer more in my life. I don't know why, why but I was just watching it and was like, wow, this is a beautiful game. Do you feel... Just, which game are you watching? I watched both Russia and Croatia and England wow. and Sweden. So you saw some good games. Mm-hmm. Um, England so, was handing it to Sweden. Yeah. So why do you feel like you enjoyed it more watching soccer more now than ever before? I don't know. I feel like everything just kind of clicked for me. Like I understood just like what people were doing and why mm-hmm. in a way that I never have before. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that is. Um, Especially now because you're like it was more because, removed from playing soccer than you ever were. Right. I think that helps actually. Really? Because I, I was yeah. I was just thinking like man. I should have watched a lot more soccer when I played soccer mm-hmm. because now I'm like, oh, okay, you don't just want to charge for the whole time. Like, that's not just like kicking it isn't the best play. Um, right. Which I think. But I, I feel like international or like world-class people give each other a lot more space. That that's the one thing that does that does like blow never, my mind. It's like how do they have so much time in the back? Yeah, I have never felt that free as a defender. Um, and no, maybe the field is larger. It is larger, but <laughs> like they're also just much. better than I ever was, and more confident. And right, but like, shouldn't the strikers be better and more confident as well? Yeah, but it, it's different. I think one thing that makes it different is that they only have three subs, whereas, like, in high school you have unlimited subs. So you just, like, send out your striker there, and you're like, go crazy out there, run as hard as you can for as long as you can, and then we'll sub you out. In this game, you can't sub I out guess. your forwards that easily, so you have to, like, have them not get exhausted from just chasing the ball around. Yeah. Well, and then I was... I, I like, feel... I don't really feel bad for Wagner, but sometimes I do because I'm like, oh, this is what he wanted. Wagner is our, as our high school soccer coach. Yeah, he just wanted the greatest for us, which I appreciate. Right. Though I think he could have made that more clear. I think he was assuming we were all watching a lot of soccer in our free time. That, I think that's a hundred percent true. I was not. No. Yeah. People that I know, I'm pretty sure they weren't. No. Um, but anyway, I had a lot of fun watching soccer. Also, just final point. This is not the final point, but <laughs> another comment. I feel like people miss a lot in soccer. Yeah. I was, I was actually talking. So I've been watching a lot of the World Cup. It's so much so that it's probably has hindered my time at work. It definitely has hindered what? my time at work. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's my, true for anyone in, in the world. 
<laughs> my boss doesn't listen to the podcast, so we're okay. Um, so I was watching with... Where was I going? Misha. People at work. Yes. Um, so not people at work. I was watching with my roommates who kind of know soccer, but not really. They're pretty good metric for like classic Americans watching soccer. Uh, they're probably better than average, actually. But anyways, this that idea came up. It was like, why do we? All, why do they miss shots? And I was thinking about it, and I was, and like, there's a lot of missed shots, but not. But when you miss shot, when they miss shots, they don't always miss terribly. Now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of shots that are missed terribly. Yeah. But the the idea is not to just shoot the ball so it's different than hockey hockey you just want to get as many shots on goal as you want test the goalie a lot in soccer if you just kind of do a test the goalie shot it's pretty much worthless like you might as well not that's true so from this is my theory i don't know if this is actually true so so they're trying to place it right you're trying to place it in the corners you're trying to get the side netting you're trying to do these things where the goalie can't actually get it so that's why you see a significantly more missed shots um than you would for instance in hockey where you see a lot more shots on goal i don't know i see stunningly like i am routinely surprised by how good hockey players are at shooting i've played some hockey in my day and like I know what it like I know how hard it is to make those shots that people are routinely making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm watching soccer again and I'm like that looks like a shot that I saw in high school. Like I know it's hard to hit the net from 35 meters out, but these people are world class, right? Like uh like people just put it way up over the netting often. I, I, I think that the, the sample size is still just larger than in hockey. Like, if you look at somebody's ho- amount of shots they take in a hockey game, it's going to be significantly larger than one individual player she, like, takes shots in a soccer game. Well, yeah. Also, the other thing is is that you're not shooting with the same things that you're skating with. You're using your arms and a stick as opposed to, like, running and kicking, which I think is, like, also fairly significant in the accuracy and slash difficulty of shooting in soccer. But you okay? I don't. Regardless, though, they're they're like that's their job. Okay. Well, let's pause for a second and think about the spectacular amount of goals that we've seen on set pieces, which, to your point, is like the epitome of, like this of soccer. Right? You have a ball that's just placed sitting there, and you can take as many as long as you want and take like the perfect shot. There, there are lots of goals scored that way. Cristiano Ronaldo's yeah. goal in the very first game against Spain that they had at the beginning of the tournament. Trippier's goal in the England-Croatia game just this past week. Like, just fantastic shots being made. So it's not that these people aren't world-class and aren't... I just think it's difficult. Because you have to find the space in between the defenders. There's more people on the field when you're playing soccer than hockey. So you have to try to find more room to take. And so you take worse shots because you have to just take any opportunity that you have. I don't I don't know. So watching the Russia game, the first Russian goal, people are like, oh, that's the strike that dreams are made of. And it was. Um, were you watching this game? Uh, I think I missed the first goal. 
Oh, okay. So it was just like right outside the 18. Mm-hmm. Left foot, strike, top. Was that cherry Left hand corner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, said that like, anyway. <laughs> I was, I was going to say that was a very British pronunciation, but whatever. Um, so they're, they're like, oh, that was like a perfect strike. I'm like, yeah, okay, that was a perfect strike. But shouldn't we expect that from people? I just think there's more variables. I think there's the ball is bouncing. You're running with the implements that you're also trying to score with. I, I just think it's just difficult. I agree, but come on, soccer people. Like, like where is the Steph Curry of soccer? I don't... Like a pull-up jumper is a hard thing to do, but Steph Curry made his career by doing it. So if, like... A long strike from 30 yards out is hard to do in soccer. Where's the person who that's all they've done their entire life and they're really good at it and they can just do it? Because that's not that's not how you score in soccer. I think it's fundamentally... Why don't fundamental, people try? Because it's, that's, not how, that's not the best way to score in soccer. It's, it's not an, an individual... I don't think your best way to score in soccer is like an individual player going up the field and trying to score. Well, right, I'm saying just, like, swing it around outside the 18. I mean, that's what they do, don't even you don't, don't shoot, even worry about trying. No, yeah, don't even try to worry about getting in the box, though. Just swing it around until someone gets an open look, and then, bam, The thing is, shoot it there in. are no open looks because you have, like, eight or ten guys behind the ball. Inside that's why you the stretch, 18. stretch the field. I don't, no. I don't, I don't think you're... I don't think Someone should true. try it at least. They probably have. Why do you think it's Where, not happening? When? Back in the past? No one's tried we've it? We've had like almost 100 years of World Cups, and you think nobody's tried it? The World Cup doesn't happen very often. Yeah, but they're playing soccer constantly between them. Well, show me, Anyways, show me the footage. This is, not the, this is not where we're supposed to be going in this conversation. But we can continue to argue about soccer if you want. <laughs> what I meant to say I was watching this and I thought to myself we've had a previous podcast this is a side note this is not what I thought to myself maybe it is we've had a previous podcast where we say that um, we take sports too seriously and I'm watching this and I'm reading an Atlantic article on my phone um, and it says an unfamiliar uh, feeling for England hope and I was like, hmm, talking about the World mm-hmm. Cup. Do we not take sports seriously enough? Like, the World Cup is is huge. Yes. Like, I can't. I don't even know when the last time I mentioned Croatia was. But now I'm talking. Now I'm like, yesterday I was on the Wikipedia page for Croatia, mm-hmm. being like, why is Croatia shaped like a C? Like, how did that even happen? I did not figure that out. I, my only guess, because I, I, and similarly, I have also been talking a lot about Croatia and looking at the map, and my only my only explanation is that they just wanted all of the ports, and they were like, sorry, Bosnia, Herzegovina, we're just going to take all of these ports and just cut off our land here. Well, yeah, I mean, like, they fought a war, but, like, how are the, how are the people up in those mountains... Like, how are they related to the people down at the coast? I don't know. 
it is fascinating. Um, yeah, so, I've, like, I haven't thought about Croatia since the Arnoon Monic device for remembering as a country was it's a sea. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like a sea. But now they're, like, I know Croatia facts. Like, I know that their population is slightly less than the state of Kentucky. And that but it's that they're still in the, larger than they're in the finals. They're in the finals for the World Cup. Right. Um, so I guess like, what does that does? What kind of impact does that actually have on a country? And is it more important than I think it is? I would. I mean, I have no way of knowing the answer to that question. So this is going to be a lot of speculation. But I'm going to say yes. I think it is important, more important than what you think it is. And I think it's more important than, like, any of our, any American, not any American, but most Americans realize. Um, the World Cup is just huge. Like, mm-hmm. not, like, it's it's bigger than the Olympics, in my in my opinion. Yeah. Like, and, and the fact that, like, everybody does it. Like, this year we had teams from... Japan and Australia to Africa, South America, North America, lots of everywhere in Europe, literally the entire world. Like, well, Central America kind of counts as North America. Um, Who is in from Central America? um, Panama. Again, shout out to the reason why we lost. Um, (laughs) Also, oh my goodness, what? Good for Panama. No, not good for Panama. I couldn't root for anyone in CONCACAF, which is the group that um, North the United States is part of, just because we lost. Hey, it's a good thing that we put in that sweet, sweet bribe to FIFA for the 2000-whatever World Cup, so that way the U.S. – does the U.S. get a free bid? 2026. See, that, that's another great question, and I haven't even got does to that Does all yet. of Central America? You mean all of North – you mean Canada, Mexico, and the United States? Is that it? Because I, I heard it was North America. No, it, I think it's, well, maybe they're considering North America to just be Canada, America, and the United States. Oh. That's still up to for debate. Um, they're at least going to get one bid and possibly two bids. Um, but this is this is conjecture from, like, weeks ago when they were act- when it actually happened. Another reason why Americans don't care enough about the World Cup, because nobody cares that we're hosting the World Cup in eight years from now. Nobody's talking about it. Ugh. Well, I mean, it's it's shared. Still. Ugh, snooze. No, no, no. It might as well be in Mexico. No. <laughs> like, snooze. nobody. <laughs> it's so important. <laughs> like, people. Sorry, go ahead. Say things. So because I'm, I'm just I'm watching. I'm watching people like Alexi Lawless and whoever uh-huh. talking about talking about things and. The intermission. It was, and it wasn't the intermission. It was after Russia lost to Croatia. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "This reminds me of the 1980 whatever World Cup when America's men's team was in the such and such round." And I was like, "They're like, this is going to inspire the next generation of Russians to be great soccer people." And I was like, "Where's our generation of Americans? Like, if if this is if the 1980s is to now in Russia." It just in a soccer sense, not in any real sense. Right. 
No, not in any real sense. Um, where, where's our soccer greatness right now? I mean, in a sense, it, it is happening now. This is this is getting off of my original rant, which is, is maybe fine. Is it? Um, it is. I mean, we grew up playing soccer. Did our parents grow up playing soccer? No. The, Did our parents grow up? Dad played baseball. Mom played That's softball. That's true. Did she? Dad played football. I thought that was more of like a pickup thing. Well, yeah, but yeah. still, but still, like me and some of my friends are trying to play pickup soccer now. Like people play soccer now. People care about soccer. The MLS is is a thing and continues to grow. And not only that, like people internationally play in the MLS. Not a whole lot, and mainly people who get old to play from playing in their real leagues. But, yeah, it's like Pavel Datsuk going back to Russia. Well, but like, no, it's it's even worse than that, actually. But um, there are some, mainly mainly people in like Mexico and Central America. But so it is growing. It doesn't. It's it's. I don't think it's like we're gonna have a golden age of where we're all of a sudden really good at soccer. I think, and I think part of that is part of the reason. What happened in the reason we didn't make the World Cup? Honestly, I don't really know the reason we didn't make the World Cup again. But because we're bad, right? But I think what's good of what what's good that's going to come out of this is that the old players who we all know and love are going to be gone. Not that I don't love Clint Dempsey and Landon Donovan's already Michael gone. Michael Bradley, but he's gone. Michael Bradley, Michael Bradley is like one of the greatest things that's ever happened to American soccer besides Landon Donovan, who at one point also one of the balder things. Landon Donovan by the way had a, had one of the greatest <laughs> tweets during the World Cup. He, it was like after the Portugal Spain game when Cristiano Ronaldo scored three goals. He was like up until Did He really? Yeah, he he had a hat trick in that game. He it was unreal. Shoot. The man's unreal. That anyways. Um he also is, has a lot of money now because he just got... Anyways, this is not, neither here nor there. Um, but <laughs> Landon Donovan was like, up until today, I had more goals, that, more World Cup goals against Cristiano Ronaldo. But then he passed him all in one fell, fell swoop. That's a bummer. Um, so anyways, flushing out these older players so that you do have these younger players who have been growing up in this and who actually... Not that these people didn't want to win the World Cup, but like... It, it's more of like a team that we bandage together as opposed to a team that's been growing up and being able to play together. So I have. Where is that team, though? It's coming. It's coming. This next year, it's coming home. Okay. I'm going to steal the line from England, <laughs> even though America does not care about the World Cup. Um, so I think, I think to some extent. It ha- it is here that that generation is here. The fact that we played soccer, that soccer actually matters to us, um, that the MLS is exists and is increasing in in its size and popularity, I think speaks to that. Be- not that it's going to be good because too many other American sports takes all of our best athletes, but I think it is. I was also be- thinking, would there ever be a point in a current lineman's life where they could have been a good soccer player? Um, yeah, probably. Like a football player, American football player? Yeah, lineman specifically. Probably. Okay, interesting. I don't I don't really know, but um but so I was also wondering 
I've later learned the answer, and it's whatever you want to do. I was thinking about international borders and what FIFA recognizes mm -hmm. as as people, nationalities, or countries. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking about Crimea, as I often do. <laughs> <laughs> and so Crimea is recognized by Russia as being Russia, right. but by no one else. Right. So like, where, where does FIFA step in and say, oh, Crimea is part of Russia, so if someone is from Crimea, they have to be on the Russian team, not the Ukrainian team. But then I learned that you can just say, I have some legitimate connection to whatever country and then just play for them. Um, so it kind of, it, to me, that was like a chipping away at this argument. Like if FIFA somehow is a gover is like, is like uh, the UN in recognizing countries, mm -hmm. but it's not. Um, but that was also, it's, it's strange to me that Iran is in the World Cup. Why? Given their, their like, world status mm -hmm. as um uh bush called them part of the axis of evil so i was thinking could north korea f feel a team in the world cup they have in the past have they really yeah when um i don't remember but when i was looking at the wikipedia page i'm pretty sure i saw that north korea was in the world cup at one point so is that good or bad? I I think it's I think it's good. Um, I'm going to I'm going to cite um, one of Hank Green's Vlog Brothers video that he made a couple of weeks ago. So before the World Cup, John Green, who loves all things soccer, um, made a really enthusiastic video about all the teams going to be competing in the World Cup, and then that same week or the next week, no, it would have been the same week. Hank came out with a video that was like called Sports or Stupid or something mm. like that. And so Hank doesn't care about sports at all. He hates sports. He's like, they're really stupid. But then he went on to kind of take back a little bit what he was saying, specific, specifically talking about the World Cup and the idea of how it really, not only does it bring the world together, but it allows kind of for international conflict without blood and violence um not that anybody is really saying like we beat you in the, like politically is really saying we want right. you in the world cup so we're better than you but in the sense that um we can come together as a world and just play a game i think it's a good thing i think it helps promote the global order mm -hmm. um Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, should we be, like, the the UN rights says, we'll sanction you if you don't fall in line with expectations that we have for countries. So, should FIFA do the same thing? So, it should say that we're going to, if you don't, if Though, to you be don't fair, come in line with things that we're saying, you, like, can't enter the World Cup or something? Yeah. The standards of FIFA are not very high. No, I don't think that they should, because it's soccer. It's not politics it's not like why why should i why should they say you can't compete in the world cup because you did this terrible thing i mean west germany won, because you like, did the that world terrible cup, thing like almost back-to-back -back years yeah west germany was in line with what the un wanted though that's true 
I've misspoken. So, like, if... if uh, it depends on who you ask. If Iran is still trying to develop nuclear weapons, like, should we ban them from competition? I don't think so. Does the Olympics? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think the Olympics ever ban anybody. I think usually some people like protest the Olympics. Except for Russia. Go. Looking at you. Okay, well that's not because <laughs> that's not because they were misdemeanors in global politics. Right. But I mean, are, are are we kind of saying that this helps foster global politics? So why shouldn't it be more global politics? I think it helps foster global politics because it's not. Because it's just a game. Because it's just sports. We're just going out and play soccer. And, like, everybody can do it. Everybody can can understand the rules. Everybody can talk to the ref. That's one thing that blows my mind. Is, like, do the, do the refs speak the same languages as the people playing? Sometimes they do. I was watching... But other times they don't. Yeah, I was watching a video about refs. Um, and he, he was an American. Mm-hmm. And he said there was a... Uh, I think it was a Peru, uh, some Eastern European country game, and they <laughs> neither they couldn't communicate with each other or with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know how like how do you even play a a game like that? right? And and the interesting thing is, I think I would argue you still can. Now, so when I was in South Africa, we played soccer almost all the time, and they would speak in, like, their native languages. They also knew English, so it did make it a little easier to communicate. But, like, when they were talking to each other, they would be speaking in their their native languages. And even though I had no idea what they were saying, I could still understand, because I know soccer, I mm. still understand what they're talking about. And I would assume the refs still understand what the people who are talking to them, even if they're in another language. Right, and some things mean the exactly. same. Exactly. Regardless of... I mean, there's hand motions for right. things. And so, like, in that sense, like, again, just another, like, another way of, like, how it's bridging those gaps. Like, you have these groups of people meeting that would never meet before. People going to Russia that would never go to Russia before. People, I'm sitting next to somebody from the opposite country, and maybe I'm angry or upset, but at least I'm there next to this person from another country. Like, nothing does that. Like... We don't naturally seek that out. We don't naturally, at least in America, hardly, there's not much seeking of diversity. Yet, here is an event that literally is just, it's all about diversity in a sense. And not only that, you're willingly going to this where you're going to mix with other people from other countries and different cultures. Mm -hmm. So, should we throw off soccer as a vestige of our colonial overlords. I was thinking no. about post-colonialism. <laughs> it it frustrates I was thinking me. about post-colonialism. And it was, it, it was to me, I was like, I, I feel like post-colonialism needs like a defining thread of thought to be really an era of things. Like it needs to like come pre-modern. to an end or something? No, 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 no. It just needs to be more of a an ideology. I don't think it should be more of an ideology. But so, like, right, we were pre-modern for a long time. Then it was modern. Then we were post-modern for a long time. So now, what's what's like the principal thought? And like, I guess it's post-colonialism. 
But that's not a thought. That's just like a description. T- t- today you're saying we're post-colonialism? That, I, I think that is the driving thought for uh, arts and culture right now. Can you give me an example? Uh, yeah, Black Panther. Okay. What do you mean by post-colonialism? Right, it's just it's just a description of like trying to uh, reinvest in cultures that were lost to colonial okay. influences. Okay, oh, that makes more sense when you're trying to say it like that. I was thinking. So I guess that it, I was thinking kind like of an purely ideology. in America. No, no, globally. Yes, that helps a lot. So that's kind of an ideology, but it's not, it's also it's not more, an ideology in the way that modernism is or postmodernism It's kind of is. like nationalistic, but not quite. It's kind I mean, kind of. Right. But, it, um, but it's also like we care about you also being nationalistic, which I don't think like traditional nationalism yeah. is. So maybe that is postmodernism. Still, probably hmm. interesting. Um, but so I'm thinking, huh, we're all trying to be post-colonial now, or people are. So let's let's get rid of soccer. Isn't soccer kind of a uh, a demeaning thing? Because uh, I, I always think of uh, that quote from Invictus, where they're talking to Nelson Mandela, mm-hmm. Matt Damon is whoever his character's name is. They're talking about soccer, and they're saying it's a gentleman's game played by hooligans, and rugby is a hooligans game played by gentlemen. So I'm thinking, people, is soccer used as a civilizing influence, quotes on that, for the people who are being colonized? Because I I was thinking of why the rise of sports in America is mostly enforced by people who own these like labor towns they're they're trying to start these teams mm-hmm. to civilize these workers that they have to make sure they're not getting just drunk and fighting each other so play sports that's more productive to do with your time so now i'm thinking soccer's probably if not explicitly there's a lot of that i i feel like there's a lot of that same thought going in so just look at like Neymar is is criticized for not being like gentlemanly and like oh stiff up a lip chaps in his play right <laughs> like but someone broke his back last time I broke his back or his foot his back right I don't remember I knew he had a broken have you foot. seen that game with Colombia I think it's Colombia someone just knees him in the back and it breaks his vertebrae no I did not know this and he's out Brazil loses just disastrously to germany um i do remember that and so and then they're like oh you be a man play play like you're supposed to and so i'm thinking like i don't i don't (laughs) so why isn't there like oh let's get rid of the world cup because it's just everyone knows england invented soccer in England ruled the world for a long time. Mm-hmm. So I I guess I'm viewing soccer as the the worldness of the World Cup as being a result of colonialism. So why isn't there a push to 
get rid of it. Because I think even if it started that way, I don't think it is still that way. And, and if anything, I think it's more of the opposite, which is what I've kind of been trying, or what I, I think was is my main point of the World Cup is that it just brings the world together. Um, but in a way that doesn't, doesn't force one, you know, nation or one culture on everybody else. So yes, the reason the world, everybody in the world plays soccer is because England was huge and they invented it and they spread it across all over the world. And so in that sense, it is kind of colonial in that sense. But now it's, one of the things that I spent a lot of time doing while I was watching the World Cup was just talking about how the people looked on the teams. It was like, especially like across Europe, because it was fascinating. Because mm-hmm. it's it's really int- or it's really easy to think, oh, it's they're European, they look all the same. But it's really fascinating when you get to see a game where it's like, here's two European countries, and look at how different the people look. Um, I'm not sure if this is getting to the answer to your question or not. One of my one of my favorite maps. Just interjection. If you go on the, with a Wikipedia page for eye color, mm-hmm. there's a like a heat map of percentage of the population that has blue eyes, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's centered like on like Germany, Denmark. Netherlands, yeah, Germany, yeah. Denmark, um, and then it just like it's like that's the mountain, and it, everything just falls away from there. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool map. Yeah. Anyway, so. So I guess my point is that yes, it is soccer is something that's fairly colonialistic, if that's a word. But it's also unique. You have different play styles from different parts of the world. You have different countries bringing different type of jerseys and uniforms, and you see their people in the crowd, and they their flags are flying, even if they're not even playing anymore. Their flags are still there, and so I think that the bad things about soccer that came from colonialism can be overlooked because it, of the fact that it's bringing the people together in a way that's not demeaning and demonstrative again i don't know if i'm using that word properly it's not but 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 bringing together and and having that um that black panther type effect where it's like yeah like bring your culture bring your people bring your you know, your nation to this event and let's all kind of get together and, and enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is it good that England keeps losing then? Because I was thinking, well, oh, it's a good thing England keeps losing because it, it, like, even though it's a it's an English thing, they don't have, like, it's... People are doing their own thing with it and being superior to... English people. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's great that like that that, that we see new people making it to the finals. Now France has mm-hmm. been to the finals like three of the last four World Cups or something like that. Maybe it's three of the five. Um but but we still get to see we see new people. Like Brazil has won the most World Cups with five. Like that seems really small, but there really hasn't been that many World Cups. There's not a lot of World Cups. Um <laughs> But still, it's and it still means something. It, and then even just going to the finals means something, or the quarterfinals means something, or the semifinals. Like, there's just so much meaning to this. Um, what was your point? Have I answered it? Uh, I don't like. How Should England keep meaning? winning? Should England lose? 
I don't I don't really care if England wins or loses, to be honest. I was kind of rooting for them. Um, they've only won once. Um, I think it's great. Why? I think, again, it kind of gets back to the point of what I was saying, where it's like, yeah, okay, sure, England brought this sport to us, but that doesn't mean we're going to play like English people. We're going to play like us. We're going to play like our country, and maybe that's better than England. This gets me thinking about ballet, which is unrelated. Um, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I forget what I was going to say now because I'm just thinking about ballet. One thing that was interesting was watching, for me personally, watching Germany versus watching Switzerland. So going back to talking about how looking at people and how they look – our family looks, well, not all, all of our family, but some of our, our family looks pretty German. But you can also see the the Swiss influence that's coming into our Germanness, because mom's family is like Swiss German, whereas dad's family is pretty much just all German. So it's interesting to see the, the mixture there and, and to like notice the difference, even though they're countries that border right next to each other. Anyways. And they both speak German. Right. I thought that was interesting. So do we, do you have a question? Uh, no, I was just saying, we got to be places, so we need to wrap up. Right, I was about to answer, ask the final question. Do we need to care more about the World Cup? Um, well, I guess the initial question was sports, but I want to make it more specific to the World Cup. Yeah, no, I do think we need to care more about the World Cup, um, because everyone else does. Mm-hmm. Um like you're saying, like it is meaningful for your country to get to the World Cup, and I'm like, eh, why? Right. But that that is not even a question exactly. for the rest of the world. Like, for the rest of the world, that would be like absolutely viewership like, of the World Cup this year in America was down like a ridiculous amount of percent. Now that didn't help because of the time zone difference, but and I, they didn't make it. But I think it's mainly because they didn't make it. So America's like, why do I care? I didn't make it. Now think this is incredible to me. Iceland made the World mm-hmm. Cup this year. Like 10% Again. of their... No, they didn't. This is the first time they've made it. They were in the Euro Cup oh. last two years ago. Oh, 10% yeah, yeah, yeah. of their population went to Russia to watch the games. Like, no, that's incredible. The 10% of America's population would never go anywhere to watch the World Cup. I would bet maybe even when the World Cup is in America, that 10% do not even go to the games. But, I mean, that's like 30,000 Icelanders. Still... <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Anyways, finish what you were saying. Um, yeah, t- like to anyone who's not—I don't know—that's not a very fair statement. If you're in South America, Central America, Africa, Europe, parts of Asia, at least, at least those people. It is not a question of whether it's meaningful to to win the World Cup, to be in the finals, mm-hmm. and that is that is something I just have no notion of. Right. So because I think it, because it's so important to almost everyone, it should be more important to us. Right. Like. So that's why I want to now wearing my dictator hat. I want to abolish all American sports until we're good at soccer. I'm not sure if. That will ever happen. Let it be done. But also another thing, going back to what you were kind of talking about at the very beginning about understanding soccer, the issue with soccer in America is that 
people do not understand soccer. They do not understand the beauty of the game that isn't scoring goals. They don't understand why are they not going forward all the time. Why are we passing it back? They don't understand mm-hmm. the plays. They can't watch Spain and be like, this is the most amazing thing, and all they're doing is passing the ball. They People in America don't understand that because we didn't grow up with it because of we hated it, apparently, because England, we were against England. At least that's my theory. I don't mm. know if that's the reason we hate soccer. I think it's just because we, we like football. Yeah, but soccer existed before football, American football. Why, why did we not latch on to rugby soccer i don't know See, my, because i would bet uh, my theory is that rugby is also british exactly though. we got rid of everything that's british cricket what do you need is cricket we don't even know what that is um rugby is almost the same as football yeah anyways so the problem is nobody in america knows anything about soccer it's like when you talk to somebody and you're like i like watching hockey and they're like yeah i like watching the fights you don't know anything about hockey if you just That's true. if you just watch football, if you just watch I also, fights. That's I tell like, people that fights are way down in hockey, and they're like, "Uh, no, that's not true." And I'm like, "Have when's the last time you watched a hockey game?" Never, probably. So those are the same type of people who are people watching soccer. They just are like, "I want to see." The hockey goals. doesn't count as an American sport, though. Technically, basketball doesn't either, but it basically is. How is it? Uh, it was invented by a Canadian guy from the wine. Yeah, YMCA. that's right. The peach baskets. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts? Thanks, seventh grade gym class. <laughs> <laughs> any final thoughts? I just keep ranting. I think I feel like. Uh, that was already our final thoughts. Okay. So care about end of discussion. Care about the World Cup, people. And first recommendation off the bat: watch the World Cup final today or this Sunday, eleven o'clock. What time zone? That's Eastern Standard Time. Okay, beautiful. Um, also, if you want to watch one of the saddest things in sports ever, watch the third place game that happens on Saturday. Mm. I, I, it just is like why I just feel bad for those guys because they're just uh, like why are here? Here, but then I thought, and then I thought, well, maybe they they just use that as a way to get all the bench players out on the field and be like, hey, you guys get to play in the World Cup. People who win third usually feel better about themselves than people who win second. That's but that might just be for medaling. That's true. I'm not in sure if that's in the Olympics. That is in the Olympics. Or sorry, in the World You're Cup. You're not sure if it's in the World Cup. Maybe initially, but I would bet long term. Yeah. And maybe that's probably how it is in the Olympics too. But, Anyways, Austin, any recommendations for us? So I was... Um, I read an article sitting on the porch by the Guardian, and it was called, it was a quote from this guy, and it was, the problem isn't novels, it's the reader, and I, wow. I was laughing because um, I agree, and he had some great quotes, and he said, like, people go to the gym all the time and sweat, and they're like, oh, gym's hard work, but they realize that it's worth it, and he says, people need to think that way about reading. Which I agree, but no one else does. Uh, so it's the problem is the reader. Howard Jacobson says the novel is not dead. So people were telling me I needed to, and that, this is just like Alana and Zach mm-hmm. said, I needed to start an, and mom maybe, an Instagram page where I go through <laughs> books to train people to to be better readers. 
Um, so How does I was that like, happen on Instagram? I was expecting that would sound really fun. I was expecting you to say that you changed like the gym selfie to like a reading selfie. You somehow get the the reading equivalent <laughs> of a gym selfie. The page was gonna be called Do Even Lit. So nice. Um, I don't. They said Instagram. I don't know why. How would that um, work on Instagram? You just post a picture of the book you're supposed to be reading, I guess. I feel like, though, it would have that negative effect, like, if you did it on, like, YouTube or something, because then people would just get on YouTube and watch your video and then never read. Right, it's say, this is the book that we're supposed to be reading, do it, and then we discuss things. Alright. Anyway, so they told me I should do that, so I was like... I do love books, and I do feel like people are bad at reading them. Um, so I was scheming, and I was like, if I'm going to do this, I need to read books that are written not in the 1800s. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> you Excuse would hate me. that. No, no, but, like, for, for, to get, like, eventually it's all going to be books okay, in the 1800s, so because that's when the hardest novels are written. you got to get right? the that's, people in before you give them, hit them right, with the hardest. Right, right, you've got to train them, right? Uh-huh. And so we'll start, because I, I think peak novel challenging this was 1933 um, and it kind of falls off on either side of that can you give me an example from 1933 is that Hawthorne era uh, no <laughs> sorry I said that so angrily that's fine Hawthorne w- written, wrote in the 1840s as a century um, yeah I was I was thinking specifically Ulysses by James Joyce is mm. the peak. Unless you count Finnegan's Wake also by James Joyce. I've but most people, m- many people would not even consider that a novel because it's so just like, just like a, a word salad. Mm. Um, oh, never mind. 1918 was uh, Ulysses. I wonder where I got 1933. Anyway, to me, that's the peak. And mm-hmm. then it's just like a curve around that. Um, but So to get people into it, I have to read books that are more recent. So I re-upped my uh, Audible membership. Nice. Uh, oh, 1922. Anyway. Focus out. <laughs> re up my Audible membership. Uh, because I drive a lot now. Um, and so I've listened to two books in the last week. Both of them were good. I went just to mm, editor's recommendations mm-hmm. because I don't trust bestseller lists. Because as John Green said, he assumes every book on a bestseller's list is terrible. And then he felt bad after he was on the bestseller's list. He's like, oh, maybe some of these are good. Or maybe I'm just terrible. Anyway... That's my assumption about bestsellers list. Nice. So, the books that I listened to were *The Changeling* um, by Lavar someone. No, that's that maybe not be right. Uh, *The Changeling*, which is supposed to be like a Grimm's fairy tale about parenthood, set in New York. Interesting. It's very strange, but it it's like. It is like one of the like charmingest and heartbreaking books 
and just like devastating books that I've read. Hmm. But it's all good. Victor Laval is his name. You're close. Um, hmm? You're close. Yeah, so that came out in like 2016, I think. Um, and I wanted to get more representation also. So he's African American. Nice. Uh, I also listened to There There by Tommy Orange, who is native uh, or Native American. Wait, hold up. Which, yeah. Talk about this. I might know about this book. There, there is supposed to be, like, the greatest book ever recently. And, like, I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was that good. Is it, so this is, like, it, a narrative. Sorry, go ahead. It is about Native Americans or Natives or Indians. They all s- use different words to call themselves. Um, living in Oakland. Um, and basically, one of the characters is the author. He's just collecting these stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Basically, everyone's related to each other, and they all kind of interweave leading up to the big powwow yeah. in Oakland. Um, and things go down. He has, like, his writing is really great at some points. It is much more complicated than a lot of books. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it, like, it's not, It. I'm sure it is better than many many books i just don't read all the terrible books Mm. that actual critics read that's fair so i'm a little biased yeah i heard an npr story about that book it like it is very good um it's just not my favorite book ever which again it's not a not an easy comparison so and then the We'll hear the next one next week, but that's also more recent. Nice. That book was 2018. Um, wow. When was the last time so, you read, like, modern books, let alone, like, I don't, American I read, um I read All the Light That We Cannot See, which I think was 2015. So. Yeah. Those are my recommendations. We've got to go. So, I have one last recommendation. Uh, well... Thinking about soccer, after watching the World Cup, I have been just, I don't know what the word is, but excited for the Premier League to start. It starts August 11th, I believe, is the first year, first week of the Premier League. So, recommendation, if you, with like me, want to get more into soccer, watch the Premier League every Saturday morning. Get up, find some friends to watch soccer with. I haven't talked to any of my friends about it yet, but I want to do it. It's on, like, NBC Sports Network. You can watch lots of games. And we don't even know it because we don't care about soccer in this country. So, people listening to this podcast, listen to more soccer. We'll start the revolution. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yep. We'll see you next week.